Welcome to the Understanding Jesus Podcast. I'm Pastor Troy Richards, and with me is Mr. Evan Vetterhoff. Thank you. Welcome, Evan. And Austin, the engineer. So glad you could join us today because it has been a great week of reading. We are uh, we spent some time in Matthew. Uh, Evan's going to share some stuff about the Proverbs. Wisdom from Proverbs chapter 6, talking about the end times, though, and we have both, uh, we'll look at a passage in the New Testament uh, and sharing what got, the insights we got from that, but also answered some questions about uh, the end of time. What what more could one know? What more could one want to know today than something about when the end of the world is coming? So, uh, nothing about Chinese spy balloons, but plenty about the end of the world. That's so, right. so anyway, please stay with us as we discuss more here on Understanding Jesus. We have a new ministry here at First Baptist Jackson. It's called Holy Grounds. We meet every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. and we have gourmet coffee available. Our own barista in-house. So we hope you'll come join us 9 a.m. Sunday mornings for Holy Grounds. From 9 to 9.15 we have a time of fellowship where we donuts and coffee and then Bible study. Always from some amazing Bible study. You can sit in the observation deck and just watch or you can participate. It's up to you. But come join us. Check it out. 9 a.m. Sunday mornings here at First Baptist Jackson. Welcome back to the Understanding Jesus podcast. We are going to be looking at some passages of Scripture that stood out to us. A great week of reading. I hope you have been reading along with us as we've been going through God's Word this year. Uh, We've been uh, looking at Exodus uh, this past week, Exodus 21 through Exodus 34, uh, Psalm 18 through 21. Uh, Proverbs chapter 6 through chapter 8, and Matthew chapter 23 through chapter 26. Evan, what did you find this week? All right, so I uh, my first one I want to go through is through, just in Proverbs. It's, it's only uh, 6, verse 6 through 11. So um, you want to pull it up? Oh, go ahead. I'll go. Okay. Um, go to the ant, O sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief officer, chief officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in, in summer and gathers her food in harvest. How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When you arise from your sleep, a little sh- a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and uh, one armed man. So I I just wanted to I have a lot to say on this one, um, but I, I just to me this was a passage that reminded me of of how we need to continue to be um, in preparation for things that come um, that mm-hmm. we need to be working as the work comes and um, and especially in the the season I've been in with the with the lighthouse things in the college ministry, um, there's a lot of preparation go, preparation go, preparation go. It's it's um, it's back and forth. Whenever I'm not um, working with students or people like that, it's, it's step back. And whenever it's, whenever I am, it's it's go on. And um, it it reminds me of just um, how important it is to um, in our in our own spiritual walk in our own own lives and things like that to um, when we aren't in a season of of um, on a struggle or, or, mm-hmm. or go, go, go. We, we prepare for those seasons and, um, and we, we don't want to be a slugger and we don't want to, we don't want to slumber through those things. We want to continue to, to work and prepare for the harvest. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting how, uh, Solomon as he's, as he's talking about being productive and being focused and, and, and understanding the seasons and so forth and the season for work and so forth working. I mean, that's the, the, the end of grasshopper is mm-hmm. kind of a thing that goes way back when, you know, as right. far as the, 
um, you know, the ants working all mm-hmm. um, summer long and then wintertime right. comes and the grasshopper is hungry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it, but it, it then goes into talking about the dangers of adultery and the seductress mm-hmm. and so forth. And the wisdom comes from that. I think I think it kind of goes. Uh, I think there's a reason, a motivation behind the progression of that, right. in that uh, that the expression "idle hands are the devil's workshop." It's like <laughs> so. So if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, now you're more susceptible to these other things that are temptations. So it's kind of like you should be doing this, but if you're not doing this, you need to be absolutely aware, or w- mm. or be forewarned that this is going to try to pull your attention, right. and you did not allow that to pull your attention away because uh, that is a distraction that will lead you to on a path to destruction. Right. So, so yeah. Yep. I, idle hands do lead to idle minds. You're right. And I, I, I really liked that, that passage. I felt, felt it was really shortened and to the, I guess to the point. Yes, <laughs> so, absolutely. That. That's all I got for um, that one. Okay. Well, cool, cool. Um, I'm going to look at a, a section in Matthew. Um, the, um, like I said, we're getting to the crucifixion, uh, but, um, we um, Jesus uh, took some time to share. Here are some signs of the end of the age, and um, uh, I was going to say this for a question and answer, but I'm going to go ahead and read it now. Uh, but um, because it's really my question, answering it myself. So anyway, so um, he says to uh, to his disciples in in chapter 24. He says, uh, verse one, as Jesus left and was going out of the temple, his disciples came up and called his attention to its buildings. He replied to them, Do you see all these things? Truly I tell you, not one stone will be left there on another that will not be thrown down. While he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples approached him privately and said, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what is the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Now I want to highlight there, those are two different questions. Uh, They're first saying, and they believe that, they believe that it's all one question. They believe that when the temple will be destroyed is the end of the age. Um, and uh, the reality is, is the temple was destroyed and it wasn't the end of the age. So uh, Jesus said, Jesus replied to them, watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Messiah, and they will deceive many. You're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed because these things must take place, but the end is not yet. See, that's him saying, uh, be careful. Because you're thinking that things are going to happen, like the destruction of the temple, wars are going to come, persecution will come, and you're going to think, oh, this must be the end. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm telling you, be careful, because that's not the end. Uh, and so don't just say, don't think, oh, this must be Jesus returning mm-hmm. because of these things that are happening. And so, and I think that this speaks to us today because it's like, uh, we also do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at this utter devastation that's happening, or this tornado, or this mm-hmm. uh, flood, you know, the tsunami, or whatever, and all these people, earthquakes, and mm-hmm. so forth. Oh, this must be the end. And he's like, no, that's that's not the end. So he says, and he says, uh, for nation will rise up against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these events are the beginning of labor pains. Then they will hand you over to be persecuted, and they will kill you. You will be hated by all nations because of my name. Then many will fall away, betray one another, and hate one another. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Because lawlessness will multiply, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. This good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed in all the world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Mm And that's, I think that's extremely telling right there because he's saying all the things that are happening right now, Jesus said, 
yes, all these things will happening. The one thing he says will be accomplished before the end is that the gospel is proclaimed to all the nations, that uh, that all, all the tribes of the earth. And so when we when we talk about our own mission strategy and so forth, uh, we talk about reaching unreached, unengaged people groups. We call them UUPGs, and and uh, and that means people that are not only um, unre uh, un unengaged means that there's nobody actively um, unreached means that they have not been converted to the gospel, but unengaged means there's nobody actively trying to convert them to the gospel. And there are that means there's no churches, there's no uh, missionaries, there's no active, conscious group of Christian people trying to proclaim the gospel within that mm-hmm. that ethnic group or that that uh, that people group. And uh, and there's still well over a thousand mm-hmm. of groups we've never gotten the gospel to. And at this stage of the game, it's always uh, it's either political issues, meaning that we can't get there because the governments aren't allowing us at two, or yeah. it's uh, just simple uh, financial, meaning mm-hmm. it's just so expensive to get. Um, I've, I know one pr- particular group of people uh, in Africa that um, to get there you have to you have to, to buy a plane ticket to fly over there. Mm-hmm. You have to land in a, a city. You have to get transportation to a village to then take a truck to drive out there. And uh, the road is so difficult to make regular trips out of these villages, you will destroy a truck over the course of the year. And the truck is in that area, 60 to $100,000. So 100, basically roughly 80 grand, let's just average it, 80 grand for just the vehicle mm-hmm. to go uh, every year. So yeah, much less the team to get out there. Much less the team to get out there. The salaries of those people, or even the the money that they have to raise, all the resources and everything. So you're talking about a million bucks a year at the very least for villages that. uh, So those villages remain untouched, Mm -hmm. and so the dust we because it's like we can send people for a lot less money, they get a lot less, a lot greater response. Uh, so you have, but we still have people, groups of people, ethnic groups of people who've never heard the gospel. And it's hard to imagine in our world right. until you go there and you're like, oh, okay, now I can well, see. It's hard, imagine well. it's hard to imagine here, right? It's hard to imagine here because you think, oh, it's like going to, uh, you know, to Arkansas, but it's mm-hmm. not. It's not like going to Arkansas. And Arkansas so, and we, is, it is a jungle. Yes, exactly. And so, but it's, uh, I mean, if you've ever been in the Ozarks hiking around, you can get how you can get lost. But uh, just imagine you don't have those roads and you don't have that access and you don't have towns nearby and so forth. Uh, that's, uh, those are, and then political challenges of getting visas mm-hmm. and those kind of things getting into those right. countries. It's uh, fraught with difficulty. But, but that's, uh, but that's, so we're still trying to get the admission. I have my own thought process uh, in this, in that if you look at the wave, just trying to look and see how God has reached the world. It's like a wave of the gospel that's going from uh, really east to west, and um, and that's uh, and so you see it starts in Jerusalem, and instead of going west into Asia, it really goes east into Africa, Europe, and then into the North America, South America, and uh, and now I think I think the gospel will extend over into Asia, and you will see uh, him move even in the United States. There's a stronger gospel presence in the eastern part of the United States than in the western part of the United States. I I really I after working with so many of the international students around and becoming friends with them, mm-hmm. um, so many of them have no care about their own religion that mm. that culturally is is there, and I, I think it's similar for our Christians here in the United States even uh, the people who grew up in the church, and um, but I think that you're right that that they are more than ever open to the yeah. to Christianity. Places like South Korea and Japan yeah. have had huge fluxes, uh, more South Korea than Japan, but right. but um have had huge fluxes of 
uh, well, the Catholic Church there, but it's not it's not the Catholic Church we have here. It's right. it's different. It's more of the Church Universal. Right. But um, but it's very cool to see them in the reception of it because they they care less about their religion. They care more about understanding how the world works and right. and obviously the world works around God. And, right. Or and um and he orchestrates things. So I mean, just take take China for example <laughs> and compare it to the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire obviously was pagan, right. and uh, they weren't communists, but they were they were not Christian mm-hmm. at all. But then, and emperors converted, mm-hmm. and now Christianity takes off throughout the world. Imagine if China, the leadership of China, was converted uh, to Christianity and became yeah. now mandating people go to church. I mean, yeah. it's if we're, I mean, just how that would change the entire complexion of Asia. It, it takes two har- two hearts to change uh, Russia and, and uh, China, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, I mean, exactly. So you have this, you have this massive transfer or this, uh, you know, and, and I, and I kind of actually look for that before Jesus returns. I kind of look for a massive revival or or expansion of the gospel, right. however you want to think of it, in in Asia. You know, it, it wouldn't be that surprising either. Yeah. Um, I, I I think that uh, you know we have it's very easy to see huge things like that and think ah it won't happen. Yeah. And it's like man, what a small view of God. That, God's like, very patient. And it, and uh, and I mean that was just, uh, that's what I'm saying. The emperor, the empire in Rome, uh, yeah. people would have thought this. I mean, I guarantee the apostle Paul was thinking well, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Well, and and especially because Nero was yeah. difficult. And yes. And um, and I can't imagine the people in the early church thinking. Oh yeah, this is gonna work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um yeah. and for us I we have such a small view of God whenever he created everything. So so yeah. why if he's the one that that is the one who can tap into every heart. And, yes. And, and, reg- and regardless of what you think about Catholicism, I mean, I guarantee you the early church fathers would never have thought that the Vatican would be located in the heart of Rome. Right. That you would yeah. have that you would actually have a, a center of mm. church government and yeah. um Yep, and it governs yeah. itself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Not not only is it there in the heart, it it governs itself. It does yeah. not respond to to right. the the Romans there. Yeah, and it so. and now it, it's outlasted the Romans. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. it's it's funny like that. So anyway, well, I, I'll go to the the last one. Okay. Not really related to the <laughs> to the end times or okay. things like that, but uh, I'm just gonna read the parable of the talents and just kind of uh, briefly talk over. It. I have a yeah. I have a question for you on it later too, mm-hmm. um, which maybe it's worth skipping. But cool. Oh. <laughs> um, for it will be. Oh, verse or chapter 25, starting in verse 14. For it will be like a man going on a journey who calls it, who called his servants and entrusted them to his property. To the to one he gave five talents, to another gave two, and to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five uh, the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he had he who had the two talents made two talents more. Um, but he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you deliver me five, uh, to me five talents. Here, I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little, and I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Um, that's right, yeah. Hmm. Um, and he um, also who had the two talents came forward, saying, Master, you delivered me the you delivered to me two talents here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, "Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been mer- faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also who had received one talent came forward, saying, "Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not uh where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent on the ground here uh ha- you have what is yours." 
but his master answered him, "You wicked, wicked and slothful servant! Uh, you knew, um, you knew that I reap where I have not sown, and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was uh, my own with interest. So take the talent from, so take the talent from him, uh, and give it to him where he has, or give it to him who has the ten talents. For everyone who has been give, uh, has." will more be given, and he will have in abundance. But from the one who was, uh, who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. Um, in that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, um, it's kind of a long passage <laughs> to read. Yeah. But um, but I, I think it's very interesting that we have, have this picture of, of, of a couple that were, and, and notice at the beginning he... Had um, identified who would already be faithful um, mm. with us. So he had given um, the different talent levels to the people who he already knew would be more faithful. Right. And he gave very little to the one that was not expected to be faithful. Right. And then, and then after going out and being faithful with the little little that they were given, um, he continued to bless them all the more. And um, and that's very similar in our Christian walk. Whenever we're faithful with very little, that's right. Um, we are given more, um, given more, and even just practically. I mean, uh, thinking about um, even outside of the church, in any job, if you're faithful with little, you'll mm-hmm. be given more. And I, I think this is both practical and great spiritual advice. Um, and whenever we think about, um, you know, in, on this podcast, we talk a lot about reading God's word and mm-hmm. being studied and and in prayer and things like that. And and we we are all given the gift of prayer, all given the gift of God's word, and it's very easy for us to do those little things. And that's and 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 maybe that's one application of this. I think you can apply this to quite a few different things, but. Um, but if we take the little that we have of God's word and the little that we have of our time in prayer and things like that, mm-hmm. and we're very faithful with those things that we're, that we're all given, mm-hmm. um, and we, we take that and we, we invest that and all the more will be given. Yeah. So. And uh, that was an excellent observation about, uh, that he beforehand, uh, knew, um, what was each, how each person was going to respond by and showed that by the amount that was given. Mm-hmm. And and really is simply justifying himself by revealing that the servant he gave one to, well, he revealed why that person only got one. Right. And and we uh, and he says too much is given, much is expected, mm-hmm. uh, and and really kind of much is anticipated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that uh, God God, if you see God pouring out His Spirit upon someone and going, why is He blessing that person? You should be able to see the reason why mm-hmm. God is blessing that person because this person has such a great return right. on what is given it and. Uh, not to be fatalistic in that, but it is, it's like God knows us and mm-hmm. he knows, uh, so that it's kind of like he's, I think we are given the opportunity, extended the invitation to respond in, in a bigger way. And if we desire greater gifts, I think he gives us greater gifts, but, yeah. um, but we have there, um, but don't, don't, don't question why you're not getting it. If, if you are not responding, it really is an end times passage. Uh, and that's why it fits in the context of everything else we've been sharing, right. uh, because he's saying this is, um, this is how what you need to be pursuing. Uh, and in fact, all these parables are kind of like hey, you need to be consciously investing your life, being a good steward of your life. And we're going through a sermon series right now called Managers of the Kingdom. Right. And, uh, and and you need to be managing well because uh, the end is coming. The end is at hand. Mm-hmm. And so it is it's something that uh, you have you have so because of death, we have so little time to really make good use of the resources which mm-hmm. God has given and we when you waste it 
um, then God's like, well, why would I give you more and trust more to you if you're just not going to mm-hmm. take advantage of it and make make good use of it? Yeah. So, yeah. And, ju- and just in real short, how much do we hate our, our friends and our, our loved ones that we say we love to not share the gospel with them? To not, yeah. to not go and do the labor that we've been entrusted with. We've been, we've been given a gospel of good news that is yeah. intended for us to go out and share it. And if we have friends, family, and neighbors that we, we know for a fact that they do not know of Christ, um, who cares if they hate you forever right. whenever we know that, that their their eternity is is a separation from God, and um, if we don't share it, how will they yeah. hear it? So. And I think that that sometimes we overthink that. I think that we overthink and think in terms of I need to set up an appointment and go, really— God kind of wig God kind of designs it is he's like you just you just be obedient to me get up yeah. and go where I want you to go today right. be where I want you to be right. I will bring the opportunities to you mm-hmm. just when the opportunity comes be my mouthpiece say right. say what I've told you to say be preparing for that all mm-hmm. the time you know be preparing learning the word studying the word you know I mean the whole point and and having this podcast of understanding Jesus and encouraging people to be reading the word is that we are already in season and out of season. If you if you are constantly in the Word and trying to come to a greater understanding of Jesus, then when you're at that soccer game and you're sitting next to that person, the conversation starts. This is already in in that well, you know. You've mm-hmm. already got this bank of knowledge to right. to draw from because you've yeah. been immersed in it. And it's right. like I, I always think that uh, you know God gives us something every day. Think of it this: that He's that He blesses you with knowledge and information that somebody needs. It may be you that needs mm-hmm. it, but sometimes He's giving you something saying uh, you don't really need this. But I'm going to bring somebody in your life who does need mm-hmm. it, so hang on to this. Yeah. And uh, and when we're distracted, and so the enemy comes yeah. and is trying to distract us and get us focused on other things so mm-hmm. that we're not even paying attention to the thing right. that God, uh, and maybe we did receive it, but we missed the opportunity to share it because we're focused on ourselves or we're uh, focused on selfishness or, or angry or all the things that take us out, of, you know, that quench the Holy Spirit in us. Uh, and then those moments come and go, I, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the things that uh, that he will reveal at, at times. Like, mm-hmm. here's look at all the opportunities I gave you, yeah. and uh, and uh, and the fact that he does that and still accomplishes his purpose it magnifies his name more. Yeah. So. Well, let me encourage all of our listeners too that um, whenever we go out and we want to share the gospel with someone, mm-hmm. first of all, it's not our message, so it's it's not it's not important that we share it in some spectacular way, right? Um, but but on the other hand, it's a message that everyone needs to hear. Um, yeah. And and everyone that we know, whether they are a Christian or not, still needs to hear the gospel. For right. the for the Christian who already knows the gospel, or or a non-believer who's already heard the gospel, they still need to hear it again. Because if they're still alive on earth and they haven't heard it, for the Christian it encourages them, and for the non-Christian it it reminds them of the of the message that exists, and um and it gives mm. um it opens the opportunity for the for the work of the Holy Spirit in that moment. Yeah. And and how how great is it for us to be able to be a part of that? And um it's I think it's it's God's grace that he allows us to even share that that message at all. And right. then for those who have never heard the gospel, um it, I mean most people want to hear this because yeah. in, in my experience around town, whenever I run into someone who who asks me what I do or or they'll say whatever, you know, the somehow it will come up because I'm for some reason always talking about whatever. But um but the They'll, they'll come up in conversation and and they'll ask something about the gospel and it opens an opportunity right and then that person always needs to hear it and yeah. and um without it their 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 life is is ruined right so. and and to always be intentional about those encounters and just looking for because people are it's rare that somebody walks in and go hey I've really been thinking about getting saved could you tell me how to do that uh, but 
when you uh, be, like Jesus with the woman at the well. She mm-hmm. didn't. She didn't even talk to him. Right. You know, he he started the conversation with right. her. And uh, I know a guy who says he always, when he sees people, he says, "Is there any way I can help you today?" Mm-hmm. And just, it's just trying to start a conversation. Right. Um, I know another guy who talked about how, um, how when you're taking out your garbage, sometimes you'll see your neighbor across the way. Is it just walking over there to where they are, right. being in a room at a at a at a gathering or something, and seeing somebody who's standing by themselves? Just have and and if you. If you see them and you see that opportunity, that's not by accident. So, yeah. so take advantage of the opportunity. Walk over and say, yeah. hey, just saw you standing over here. I'm going to do this myself and, and just see where the conversation goes. But right. but if you're intentional in moving the conversation toward Christ, you'll get pretty quick. I mean, like I love the woman at the well because she was not she didn't embrace it at all. Yeah. But Jesus persisted. Yeah. And uh, and eventually um, it, it she was transformed. Yeah. And so it's uh that's and that's it's, that's how God works. So you're really just kind of just getting in, you're jumping in, and then seeing what God will do through the process. Well, and a final plug to that: yeah. if you're in your Bible and you're praying and you're yeah. reading, it's easy to have that on the forefront of your mind. If yeah. you aren't reading and you aren't praying and you aren't spending time, even with the body of believers, and it does take practice to get used to sharing the gospel. Yeah. But if you're in the things and you're practicing the general spiritual disciplines that we see within the Word of God. Um, then we will continue to have that on our mind. Yeah. It'll be on the forefront of our mind, and we'll be we'll be more in tune with the things of God. Um, and and you know, we do the Who's Your One campaign here at right. First Baptist, and, and uh, one of the things that, you know I don't want to call people out on this, but I but it's like I I know when you're not praying for them, because if you were praying for them, praying for an, an opportunity to give have that opportunity to share the gospel or to the gospel. Well, I mean, it happens. It happens. God yeah. God hears that prayer. He, right. He's arranging it. He prepares it to yeah. happen. He's preparing yeah. you, he's preparing them, and mm-hmm. he's arranging that circumstance. And it and uh it is crazy because it, it happens usually when you least expect mm-hmm. it. It's like yeah. I you know it's like I so many times I've had that person and I've been praying for them, praying for the opportunity. And there, it's always a name I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know how that would even happen. Yeah, I don't and even they know show up at Walmart. Yeah exactly and, and then and, boom there you are. Yeah and then they say I need to talk to you. And, yeah. And you have a conversation with them. And it's not surprising, but, um, and the Bible tells us to earnestly, earnestly pray for these things. And, yeah. and, um, a lot of that goes back to that. It's not our glory when we share the gospel, it's God's glory. Yeah. And, and so when we share the gospel, we want to look forward to that and attribute to God. Well, we're going to take some time for questions when we return. So stick around here on the Understanding Jesus podcast. If you would like to learn more about the ministry here at First Baptist Jackson, we have a class that's specially for you. It's called Basics, where we teach all the basic foundational things about being a part of our church, what our church is about, where it came from, where we are, where we're going, and how you fit in to God's plan here at First Baptist Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're interested in being part of the Basics class, all you have to do is contact our church. You can contact us at office at fbcj.us. That's office at fbcj.us. Send us an email, and we would be glad to set up a time for us to have that class with you. We'll make a special time. We'll provide child care, but we need to hear from you. So if you're interested in taking the basics class, please contact us at office at fbcj.us. It's now time for our question answer time on the Understanding Jesus podcast, and we got time for just a question, but it's a big one. It's a good one. Oh, Evan, what is it? In Matthew 24, Jesus discusses the end times and what to look for. Ooh. Should our identification of those things in our own lifetime change the way that we interact with each other and other believers? 
How so? Ooh. You know, the uh, thing, one of the things that's really important um, to get into our minds and psyche is that the last days refers to the time period in which we are in that goes all the way back to um, Jesus. Right. When Jesus uh, resurrects from the dead, um, ascends into heaven, we enter into a period of time called the last days. So, yes, we are in the last days, but we have been for 2,000 years. That is not supposed to be a uh, to say, oh, well, it, it goes on forever and ever and ever. It's to say that it is it is a different way of approaching life. We are to live as though uh, the end is near. Uh, and and I'm not and again, I'm trying to avoid uh, getting to something where it's like, oh, yeah, we're closer to the end than we were yesterday. We know all these different things. But you know, to, to the Bible characterizes it in every generation. Uh, because death is still reigning in the world today, we all are facing that death. We are facing an end. At some point, your end is going to come in a set number of years. And so in one respect, you have a brief amount of time in order to communicate the good news of Jesus Christ and to direct people uh, through the gospel toward Christ to to do the things that Jesus commands to do, which namely, number one commandment, love others as he has loved us, Uh, uh, ushering in the era. So by sharing the gospel, that's what Jesus said, that uh, the, his redemption plan is to get the message out to all the world, um, and then he'll return. And because once he returns, that's it. It's over. It's done. Our, our plans of redemption. Are, I mean, just think about it. Every, every person you know who's not a follower of Jesus Christ, if he comes today, it's over. It's done. Their, sa- their fate is sealed. And you're like, I, I, but I love this person too much. I, I think they're close to to hearing the gospel and respond to the gospel. So please, Jesus, don't come back today because I, I think they have. Well, if you love them and have that feeling, God infinitely more. And so if if there is an opportunity for them to come to the gospel, then that's why he's not here. Mm-hmm. And so so we but we we were always thinking in terms of that sense of urgency. It's supposed right. to give us a sense of we're supposed to live as urgent people burdened by that burdened by that yeah that that uh you know somebody said that you know that you should be careful don't burn out and somebody else says no i i should burn out i should burn out for the gospel you know just Mm. give everything i have and leave nothing behind you you want to go home at the end of the day and be so tired out and worn out that you it's struggling i've given everything i have yeah and so and 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 not just I, I think you were meaning that, like, go home at 5 o'clock or in the evening here, but but go home at the end of the day, at the end of our life. It, sure. Also, you know, when we face, when we go to God, we know that we gave everything. That, every yeah. every possible hour I could give without sleep, every possible hour I could go without food, every possible hour I could do whatever I had to do in order to further the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is a, it's a marathon, mm-hmm. so it is, a, we do pace ourselves, right. but it isn't, uh, but it isn't something we should be waiting for, I mean, as far as waiting to begin. Uh, it's the race has already started, so get up and get going. Yeah. Well, I I like to think of the you know God's pre-planned the good works for us. He's he got these things set ahead that that are that are that are prepared ahead of time for us. The good works that are ahead, and and God in everything that He wants to do, everything He wants to exercise and, and complete in our lifetimes will happen. Whether and and our willingness doesn't prevent things from happening, but it does allow us to be part of those things. Yes. And so. So whenever we choose to stay home and choose to not to not go out and share the gospel or not to be faithful in the moments that we have with the discipleship that exists, the evangelism that exists and things like that, then God will use another vessel. He'll yeah. use another means to, to Absolutely. To he's going to he's he is doing his work. Yeah, whether you're participating us. or yeah. not is is between yeah. is and, and and he wants us to be in participation right. with that. And 
And obviously God can use us whether we're willing or not. But but realistically, he wants us to be willing. He wants us to to, to take part in that and wants us to be um yeah. He wants to uh, was the, the Bible says vessels of honorable use. Right. And I've used this illustration before, but my granddad when he would uh, do his garden, he would get on a tractor and plow it and so forth. Right. He was going to do that regardless of whether I was there or not, but he would invite me when I was 4 years old, put me on the tractor, put him in his yeah. lap. And let me drive the tractor. Well, he didn't need me to drive. In fact, I'm not really driving the tractor. My hands yeah. are on it. But uh, but his big hand is the one that's really keeping us where we yeah. need to go. But I but he but the whole you're like why would why would he even do that? That's just mm-hmm. extra trouble. And and he does it because of his love for me. Right. And wanting to be involved in something he is already planning to do. In the same right. way, God the Father is doing something that he has already planned to do. But of his love for us, he's inviting, saying, Hey, I would like you to jump up here with me and mm-hmm. and and yeah put your hands on the wheel uh, i'm i'm gonna have my hand on it too to make sure you don't mess us up royally mm-hmm. uh but uh but but i want to involve you in the process learning therefore you're learning more about me i'm i'm enjoying my time i'm finding joy in my company with you and so uh this that's relationship with god but i do uh, uh, to close this out we'll read the passage that jesus shares and in Luke 24:36 he says now concerning that day and hour no one knows neither the angels of heaven nor the son except the father alone so only god knows when all of this comes to an he did not the son of man uh, you know jesus did not uh, he was omniscient but he limited the availability of his knowledge uh, out of obedience to the father he just he uh, he did several things like that he limited his omnipresence he limited his omniscience he limited his omnipotence meaning his power uh so that he could be beaten that he could die i mean these are things that you can't kill god unless mm. god allows himself to be killed as a man mm. and um and so these are things jesus is saying i'm not accessing that mm. knowledge only the father mm. is uh, has that knowledge as the days of noah were so the coming of the son of man will be uh, and think about Noah building the ark, having no idea when the rain is going to start, just right. staying with the task and everybody doing what they're doing. It says, for in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah boarded the ark. And so uh, and we'll let me finish. they didn't know until the flood came and swept them all away. This is the way the coming of the Son of Man will be. So he's saying for one, we are about the, we are doing the work. Mm-hmm. We've been commissioned by God to do the work that he's called us to do. And other people laugh at us. God, us think we're wasting our lives away sure. and, and the world just is continuing on. But then when it comes, it will come suddenly and they will not, they, we should be aware of it. I mean, we, we'd be prepared for it. I should say, Noah didn't know it was going to rain that day, but he was prepared for it to rain that day. Right. Um, that was his job. yeah, exactly. It says, then the two, then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and one left. Two women mm-hmm. will be grinding grain with a handmill. One will be taken and one left. You know, it was not not too long ago that somebody pointed out to me this could go two one of two ways. Uh, though it doesn't say the that the one will that's taken could be taken in judgment, or the one left could be left in judgment. We always assume that the one taken is taken to be with Jesus and and the one left, but it could be flipped. It could right. be. Uh, one could be um, destroyed, yeah. and one could it, be. And our default position yeah. is not heaven, right? But, yeah. Our, and Romans three says for all sinned, right? Right. And and six says that we deserve death. And yes. And um, if we're sinful, we deserve death. So um, right. our default position um, within the the order of things, if God is just, which we believe He is, and yeah. and if if God is is righteous in the in His, his things that He's already set ahead of time, 
which he is, um, yeah. uh, then we know that by default we go to hell if we do not follow Christ. Now, I know some people are going to say, well, the, he's talking about the rapture. It's like, yeah, I, I could see the connection with the rapture. It could be he's mm-hmm. talking about the rapture, but he doesn't say he is talking about the rapture. Yeah. We make that we make that leap. Yeah. Uh, but um, but uh, anyway, he says, but therefore, the point is, though, he says, therefore, be alert since you don't know what day your Lord is coming. But know this, if the homeowner had known what time the thief was coming, he would have stayed alert and not let his house be broken into. Hmm. This is why you are also to be ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Right. So um, that's uh, that's the warning, that we we are to be uh, busy about our Father's business, and uh, just as Jesus was. And uh, so, and if we are not, mm. we'll be got by surprise. That's mm. that's a, a very real warning. So, mm. Yeah, good question. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. We're going to get busy about our father's business and, and uh, mosey on out of here. But thank you for being a part of our podcast today. Uh, we have uh, do this every week. You can hear us uh, on uh, Google, uh, Spotify, Apple, all every everywhere you can find a podcast. Uh, you should be able to find us. And if you can't, then let us know. We'll we'll figure out a way to get into that format. But the um, but we have uh, all our previous podcasts. If you're reading the Bible in a different place, you want to hear what we're talking about in some other portion of scripture, uh, uh, some other portion of scripture, then we have several podcasts you can go back through and look at. And uh, be sure and uh, like and share and uh, all the things you do for social media to advance the cause. But thank you for being a part of us with us today on understanding Jesus.